Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. Here's a vow. I'm not going to buy any more domain names. There we go. But they all lead you mostly to JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. The Dork Forest, of course, on iTunes. You can always review it on iTunes. I am trying to get through everybody's emails to... Thank people for for commenting on iTunes and to me about liking the show. I try to respond to all the emails, at least, Jackie at JackieCation.com if you want to email me. The credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. I am in an echoey apartment in New York City. Good for you, Patrick. And um, Mike Rickberg composed and sang the song at the beginning of the show. He will sing again the Mexican hat dance at the end. And Vilmosh does JackieCation.com, my website. So keep that in mind. My sister, there will be an ad where she reads her own ad as a socially responsible uh, financial advisor. And she pronounces our last name different. So you get it. Here's a scoop about this episode, you guys. It's live at the New York Podfest. Jeremy Ween, we'd like to thank him for having, including the Dork Forest and Fontana's, the bar restaurant D thing that, uh, the event was held at. And it's an amazing guest with Bridget Effort, whose dorkdom I realized afterwards is sincerity. And I say that in the least sincere voice, but I mean it. It was great. Other than that, you can order stuff in the Dork Forest, but I'm on the road. I'm not going to send it out until February 2nd. You may donate to the Dork Forest if you enjoy the show and want to give me $10 a month. And you can remember to do it because I haven't made it easy. Um, you just hit the PayPal button on dorkforest.com or jackiecation.com and send me 10 bucks. 100 bucks a year is what I'm looking for from everyone who has $100 a year to give me because that makes you a super fan. Usually just get a postcard or a sticker in the mail saying, hey, you're a super fan, and thanks a lot for the, the donation. But you can also order stuff, but you're not going to get it until the first week of February, is what I am saying. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. At RBC Wealth Management, social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.darlacashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE FINRA SIPC. Fontana's New York Comedy Podfest Podfest. New York City Podfest. That's what it's called, right? Matt Bronger, ding donger, just, uh, just brought the magic there. That was a half an hour of him, but it did it. And it was fascinating, wasn't it? He's got to become on the dark forest. He came on one time. He talked about vinyl, but I don't know enough about vinyl to, I didn't have enough questions for him. Cause he likes, he likes, uh, what was he like? He likes, uh, records. Oh, not the, not the clothing. No, yeah. no, yeah, not vinyl, the, not, 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 uh, not the, you like siding? 
Vinyl is final. Steel is for real. S- vinyl uh, siding? Is that what you said? Like vinyl siding? siding. It said, my dad used to sell vinyl siding. It's a fascinating story. I'd love I'll tell to meet your father. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should all meet my father. <laughs> I taped a, an episode of The Dork Forest with my father that I can't stand listening to to edit. Uh, because in the middle of it, I said to him three times in this 45 minutes, I said, you are not the hero of that story, Dad. <laughs> I said, I, I, I don't like the math on how you met my stepmother while you were still with my mother. <laughs> and he said, well, that's the math. It's not my fault. Oh, jeez. No, literally your fault. You were the one. And he said, well, you should have seen me in the 60s with Yvonne. No, no, I'm, I'm glad not to have. Who the fuck is, who is anyway? Yvonne? I've met Yvonne. Anyway, All right, uh, is... Yvonne seems very nice. Let's, uh, okay. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Dork Forest uh, theme song will be played at the end of the program. Ten, ten. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, John, uh, John, the sound guy had to go away. Uh, I say this. Welcome to the Dork Forest. Welcome to the New York Podfest. Welcome to Fontana's. Welcome to this weirdo street in the middle of wherever the fuck we are in New York. This feels like old-timey New York. This feels dangerous. It feels dangerous. It feels like Times Square in 1985. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's nice. Uh, I'm sitting here with the lovely and talented Bridget Everett. Let's have a round of applause for Bridget Everett. Who you can follow on the Twitter at Bridget Everett and BridgetEverett.net. And you, I think of you as like a singer comedy. You're like out there. I don't know. <laughs> Always entertaining. Always entertaining. But the thing is, is, is the way I describe you, never flattering to me. Like I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> You know how you want to. I can wanna, work on that. I can work right, on that. Please do. What's your bio? How does, how do you describe yourself in the third person? Oh, God. What is it? I can't, What's it like? Uh, like? You're half uh, in the bag right now. You've been drinking for about three hours, I right? I have been. I have been. Awesome. It's, it, I do like that at any festival you go to that there's like some kind of vodka and it was <laughs> nothing I've ever heard of before, but it, it's effective. What's it called? And, um, Click. Yeah. I'm yeah. clicked out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Click the vodka. And I'm, I'm dayquilled out. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Dayquil yeah. and grapefruit um, juice. I don't know. I guess I'm like, I do like cabaret. Like, you know, I know people are really talking about that these days. <laughs> and, um, it's back. Cabaret. <laughs> Burlicue. Um, I used to call myself like, well, I didn't. Somebody called me a cabaret terrorist. Like, it's a delicate. Terrorist is like a bad word. But like, basically, like, just like. <laughs> think? Like, just mostly um, it's like um, songs and stories and um and sexual um, contact. It's like it's like if like content if cabaret, or contact both. It's like okay. if like if MMA like if M, like is that what they call them? Mil- yeah, the, 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 the mixed martial fighting? yeah but yeah, it, yeah if they put Hitting? singing with it and they put it in a in a cabaret style venue if you mix that MMA with like singing breast. and tits yeah. and um and emotions and emotions um, I feels. feel like you would get to what I where I'm 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 not trying it it's just it's mostly it's it's primal it's um What's that kind of vodka? 
And the name of your solo show is Rock Bottom, right? It's called it's, Rock Bottom. It's called yeah. Rock Bottom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's not and, just a feeling. Yeah. It's not just a place. It's, actually, it's, and it's at the public theater right mm-hmm. next to what, your first AA meeting? What's that? It's going to be. The public theater, it's called Rock Bottom. It's your second yeah. run because it was, uh, critically acclaimed. It was, it was that, acclaimed yeah. by the peoples. And, uh, yeah. and so you're going to run it again for another five or six weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm right. going to go see it here in New York when I get a chance. And then you have a Comedy Central special coming out in spring. Yeah. Called a gynecological wonder. Gynecological wonder. It's a reference to um, a joke. I hope. Well, if you're calling my vagina a joke, then yes. <laughs> I call mine a joke. Do you know I went to the? This is I went to the gynecologist. Here's here's some info. I went to the gynecologist a couple of months ago. I came home and uh, and I said to Andy Ashcraft, my fella, uh, hey, the gynecologist said I have the vagina of a thirty year old. That's what the gynecologist said. That to me. is so nice. It was so nice. And Andy Ashcraft raised both of his hands and he said, I am the rejuvenator. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking about my vagina when it was 30 years old. And let me tell you about my vagina when it was 30 years old. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of dust balls, a lot of dust bunnies, uh, some disuse, a doily, possibly some ribbon candy. <laughs> I love ribbon candy. If you're a little, if you're a well, you would have loved vagina. my vagina when I was thirty. If, if your vagina, I would think it was available was just set for up with a bowl of ribbon candy next to it. I would visit it every day. It was, it was available for renting out for events. Did you? See, I saw this thing on the on the internet today on Facebook. I don't normally. I'm actually well. I like to go on the internet a lot. And then I was just sure. thinking about Jello, and they made a ribbon candy out of Jello. Have you seen that? What? It what? came up on my Facebook feed. So it's like a, red jello. Like, you know, the, the ribbon candies that you're talking about that right. were by your vagina in yeah. the, in your, the 30th, your prime year yeah. when it was pink and, <laughs> and had elasticity. <laughs> right. There was um, a doily and then a bowl doily. full of ribbon candy yeah, right inside somebody my. Somebody in Japan is replicating that ribbon candy with, um, jello. Wow. Anyway, just Google it. Just Google it. It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's jello, but it tastes like ribbon candy and it looks like ribbon candy. They make it with marshmallows and blueberry jello. Wow. And it's a multi-step process. In Wisconsin, they'd call that a salad. <laughs> hey, did you get any ribbon candy salad? No. No, I didn't. Um. Okay, good. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are with Bridget Everett. And the, here's, here's the thing about the Dork Forest. If you haven't seen the Dork Forest or heard the Dork Forest, it's at thedorkforest.com. It's at dorkforest.com. It's at familypetancestry.com. Uh, for, for no other reason than <laughs> I thought it was out. funny. No, I, yeah, I just, I just, I bought familypetancestry.com because it made me laugh. And then I pointed it at my website. So. <laughs> You want to know if your cat came over on the Mayflower? That's not my fucking problem. <laughs> Go look at JackieCation.com because Family Pet Ancestry will take you there. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> your dog could be a member of the DAR, the Dogs of the American Revolution. Yeah, man. Right? Anyway, so I said to Bridget Everett, I said, will you be on the Dork Forest? And she said, yes, yes, I will. And I said, what are your dorkdoms? What do you like? And she said, Barry Manilow. And you're wearing your Barry Manilow sweatshirt. This is an awesome sweatshirt. Did you get it at a concert? I got it at a concert. How many times have you seen, have you seen him live? This is a, this is so pathetic. Um, no, you should Jackie. have seen Judah Friedlander last week <laughs> with ping pong. Anyway. <laughs> Here's what happened, and, and I, I know that you're not asking me to go into this in detail, but basically, um, I was scheduled to go to see Barry Manilow at Radio City Music Hall in um, 2012, and um, on Valentine's Day, <gasps> um, not alone. 
<laughs> but with a friend. <laughs> and, um, and then it turned out that he like cracked his hip <gasps> and he had to get hip surgery. Okay. Um, so I, um, so the, this, the, the concert was, um, canceled. And, sure. Um, and I put on Facebook, I said, oh no, um, I can't go to Eden's Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to sit home and watch the Westminster Dog Show, which is equally as, <laughs> as compelling. But I was on my feet by the end because that was the year the Pekingese fucking took the gold. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I was well, on let me tell my you feet something. on I... my couch um, on <laughs> Valentine's Day when you guys were all making love with people, which I think is wonderful, but it's not for everybody. No. Anyway, <laughs> I was... Right, so, and there was no Pekingese right there. No, so, no, yeah. no, but it felt like it. So anyway, yeah. so I put... So anyway, I had this friend this is like uh, anyway so I had this friend and he commented and he said oh Bridget he, you know my face and my comments he's like yeah. this is when I used to put stuff on Facebook that you know was personal because I felt like that's the only person I had to talk to <laughs> so he like so he's like oh I know Barry Manilow and I can take you when he comes back and I was like well don't say it if you don't mean it what he seriously he meant it he meant it he meant it so here's what happened um, short story long um, <laughs> please make it longer he he is friends with Barry Manilow so he's like uh, Barry Manilow's coming back. He has come back to our CBT's come back to her, and he got us tickets. And we went, and um, and um, we were like tenth row. Wait, and, what's in here in New York? In Radio City Music Hall, like where Barry Manilow was, like where he was a king. Like Jesus he is God. the king because he's from Brooklyn. And is he? Um, if I'm looking okay. out on the three dozen people here, and, and then they're all blank faced. But if you could, if you ever have cared about any. Thing I care about Barry Manilow very deeply, and and you go there and like in a Radio City Music Hall, and I you know I've yeah. been there, but I never really experienced in the way that I was about to because the night before I'd had a fight with my sister. You can edit this part out, right? That guy's having a beer. Okay, the night go. before I'd had a fight with my sister. Yeah, I hadn't seen her in a long time. She came to stay with me. She's a real and she, anyway, like, we got a real big fight, and she was, like, really n- n- nasty mean. and hostile. But I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, she wanted to come to Barry Manilow. And okay. I, like, I got four tickets. Scott was taking us. He's like, you can bring two friends. So we all, whatever. My sister flies in from Minnesota. She's like, it's on her bucket list because we grew up loving Barry Manilow. I'm, I'm so. Because you're human. I, yeah. I feel like I'm short of breath talking about this. It's like, fucking awesome. I, I grew up, like, we had Thanksgiving dinner, and we would listen to Barry Manilow. We wouldn't. Talk. You couldn't right. have, you couldn't have sports on, but you could listen right? to Barry Manilow. Anyway, um, short story long. Um, we go to see Barry Manilow, right? Yeah. And uh, we're at Barry Manilow. And I don't know if anybody's ever been to Radio City Music Hall. It's a no. music venue in New York City. And you go there, and there's and there's an there's an organ in the corner, right? An organ. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't know that. Anyway, so they have this. The, the, the lights come up, and there's a million thousand fucking like sixty year old women there with glow sticks because they give everybody a glow stick on yep. the way in because it's oh. very Manilow. And you're like, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna fucking, if you're gonna ever get a glow stick anywhere, it's not a rave. It's very, it's the next best thing. So everybody's oh. got a glow stick there, and you don't know when you're gonna use it. You don't know. They just give you a glow stick, and they're gonna tell you when you're gonna use it. You don't know when you're gonna use it, but you go in there, and everybody is so. Fucking excited! So you go in, and then the, and then the, and then the, and then there's an organ in the corner, right? And everybody, and and, and then the, and then all of a sudden the lights come up, right? <laughs> and then there's this like, and then I don't know if anybody is a classical music lover, but there's like this. Bah, bah, 
it's it's Chopin Prelude okay. um, C minor, I think is what it is. Okay. Um, anyway, it's um, it's also the intro to um, he co-opted that for his song Could It Be Magic. Oh. Anyway, so what happens is the light is up and there's like there's a it looks like the it looks like Barbara Walters from behind. You don't believe it's really Barry Manilow because it's like the, they're doing all this. They're doing like their arms are flailing. They're doing it like it's like a it's like big. it's a, He's like, yeah, it like it's, yeah like it's an Adams family but right. like it, like like it, like it's a cartoon. You're like that's not Barry Manilow. That's like a that's like a drag right. king, queen, and or whatever. And but it's but and then and then all of a sudden he turns around and it's very Manilow. It's fucking Manilow. Oh. Rose ten. And ten. So, so you're close enough to sh- the the the, sh- the shit in your pants because you're shit in your pants that you can smell. It's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so, here's yeah. My, okay. so you're getting where I'm excited. Right, right. And my sister bought me this sweatshirt. You're wearing a necklace too. Every day. Oh, and then my friend, um, he gave me this. Well, my two favorite things in the world are Barry Manilow and kitty cats. And it's Barry Manilow and it's two kittens. And he gave it to me on my birthday. <laughs> Um, last year, and you can stop me. You can stop me on the street any day of the week, and you'll see that I'm wearing this, and probably this sweatshirt too. And like, and I don't think that there. And and I, I. This he, is a commitment to dorkdom that he, I approve of. So I my friend Dan, he's, he's a lead this. singer that the the damn band, and he gave me this, and he gave it to me on my birthday at a Mexican restaurant, and I and I. What'd you have? I no, I'm just well, kidding. I cried. I cried. <laughs> I had a couple. I had, I had a fish taco. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so the. Uh, I saw Barry Manilow one time. You did? For, I did see Barry Manilow because Barry Where? Manilow for many years, uh, I don't know how long, I don't know if it's still happening, but in Vegas, in Las Vegas, he had a theater yeah, and he was right. doing, and it's still happening, mm-hmm. I think, right? Or I don't know, but here's the weird it's thing. It's over now. It's over now. I got yeah. a couple of, I got a couple of pieces of information about Barry Manilow that I do not know if they're true. One, he lives in Palm Springs now. Okay. And, uh, when he worked in Vegas, he would fly home every night. Yeah, this is not uh, the ecological genius that you want him to be, but it was a bit of a footprint, is what I'm saying. But uh, but the, if here's you're the, tracking that. If you're tracking that. If you're tracking that. The other fun fact I uh, uh, I was told, Marie Bamford told me that uh, his safe word is apricot. I. I don't know if that's true. I don't know where she found that out. Uh, I know it was not personal experience. But, uh, cause I did ask her if it was personal experience. <laughs> she said it came in passing that very well, How does she know that? Well, she said she heard it. Uh, this is all hearsay. This is scuttlebutt. This is, uh, this is not, uh, a fact. Uh, but I like the idea that Barry Manilow's safe word would be apricot. Like, I don't want Barry of- Manilow to have a safe word. I want him to just always go for it. But what if he's in a consenting situation where you need a safe word? Not that you would ever have to use it because you'd be with someone that loves you. No, I've never been in a situation where you've ever really needed a safe word. And Barry (laughs) Mel... Fair enough, fair enough. No, no, no. This is this. Uh, Are you kidding? I have sex through a hole in a sheet. Uh, It's... uh, (laughs) It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I know. But I'm not the wild cat in the sack that I'd look like. I feel like you could be. I feel like you could be. Yeah. No, it's all being done very secretly. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you okay. ever listen to Barry Manilow? When I you're... love. Yeah. Here's here's what happened. So uh, I got I got all married, and uh, and my friend calls me, and she says, for your bachelorette party, I want to go to Vegas, and I said, well, I don't drink, uh, I want to gamble, and I don't want to gamble so uh and i'm not looking for hookers so why would we go to vegas and she said 
Because Barry Manilow. <laughs> oh, she did? Yeah. And I said, oh, I want to do that. And so I asked all of my, my, my friends, my lady friends. Wait, um, so this is your bachelorette party. My bachelorette party. That and she you're was, not even a real fan of But your friend's like, let's go to fucking Vegas. Yeah, she Vegas. was like, I want to see Barry Manilow. I think you would love to see Barry Manilow. I would and say this normally that she's a cunt because she's like trying to make you do something. But like yeah. that sounds like a really good person. She's a really good person. Really good person. Because yeah. here's the thing. She knew that I don't know anything about anything so she was like you would like this and she is correct uh, because I love Barry Manilow I love the so idea good. of roller skating backwards <laughs> I love all of the things all of the things with Barry Manilow and uh, so we <laughs> I just want to oh. take pause real quick before you finish I know you're on a roll and everything but like <laughs> roller skating backwards and Barry Manilow are the same thing They're I've never heard thing. it I never heard it until right, you just said it's, that it's a beautiful it's a it's a symbiotic relationship yeah. One would not exist without they, the other. Am I wrong? I am not wrong. That feels right. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, but. no. So oh. we all, but here's a weird thing mm-hmm. is that none of us knew that anyone, everyone came. Everyone fucking came. <laughs> there was like, I was like, nobody else is going to want to go. And she said, well, I didn't even know you were going to want to go, but I think everyone should, should want to go. And so I asked people and everyone said yes. Everyone. Everyone said yes. And the people who couldn't come were sad. They were sad <laughs> that they were already working or already couldn't do it. And, uh, quit take, your job. Quit your job. Keep, quit your yeah, job. Cancel the gig. Who gives a shit? Yeah, who cares? Um, my sister came. My sister, and we're not musical people. Like we both own one album of every band in the world. And then we're done. And that was like, oh, that was great. The White Stripes. Oh, no, they used to have the one album, right? And or whatever. The Beatles, I had the best of. I'm good. And uh, or uh, what's that? Wings? Sure. Anyway, so. What? I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about. I, but I like the musics of the, of the people. With, whatever. It doesn't matter. Sing a little Barry Manilow. What's your favorite? What, is, what are one of your favorites of Barry Manilow? It's like asking somebody to pick their kid. I, I, I'm just like. Um, I'll tell you. Matt Pronger's uh, grandmother, she wouldn't have picked a kid. She wouldn't be. Yeah. That's right. I would. Matt Pronger's grandmother was correct. If I had to pick my favorite Barry Manilow so- song. Um. Just one, uh, how about one of four? How about that? How about the first one that comes to mind that you like? You know I can't smile without you. I can't. Anyway, that it's is beautiful. <laughs> that was gorgeous. That was lovely. Actually, my favorite bare metal song is Weekend in New England or Mandy or whatever, but like, it's not. Right. What's the, what's the one? Okay, so, uh, we had, we had, uh, you, balcony you, yeah, seats. Finish your, yeah, finish your story. We had balcony seats, mm-hmm. uh, and he did this thing. It was a tiny theater, and tiny in each, theater. yeah, tiny theater, and then he did two shows a night, and there were probably 350 people in it. And there were these little tiny, like the way the lighting was, he'd be in the middle, and then there'd be a side tiny stage and another side tiny stage. That is so showbiz. I love it's that very show. That, that guy puts on a show. That guy. He does. He's a showman. He's a total showman because he would go off to the side and sing whatever, right? Yeah. He'd sing a song that I can't remember. And then, uh, and then, but what? It meant he, something to some people, not you, but it meant something to some people. But Keep I going. knew every goddamn song. I just can't remember <laughs> the names of any of them. And so he's singing, and while he's singing, he'll 
grab some middle-aged white lady who's sitting in the front yes. row, pull her up, yes. and her husband will be film fumbling with his camera, yes. and he will he will keep singing, and he'll put his arm around her, and he's like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, and then she'll get a picture, and then he'll do it on the fucking other side yes. for another three people, and he'll do he kept doing it, and then the encore. Uh, a staircase that came together, and he walked up, and he came right at us in the balcony. Dude is an amazing showman. You get a chance to see Barry Manilow, my friends. Go to see Barry Manilow. Oh my god! And, 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 and I just want to add that when I saw him at Radio City Music Hall, and, and this is not a you know I'm not trying to. My point being <laughs> is that um, he did um, he um, he had this video of him singing Mandy like on American Bandstand. Yes, from and back he, in the day. Yeah, and then he also sings it live, and he sings a duet with himself. Yes, yes, which is talk about a self confidence. It is so good. It is. It is like, it is con- it, it, and it doesn't even feel douchey. It doesn't, it doesn't feel it's not anything. because it's not. It's it not. doesn't feel douchey because it's not. It's not. It's the greatest thing in the world. It is. It'd it be feels, like yeah. it'd be like if I were playing my album and then I would just mouth the words of my own joke along with it. Yes, but not even feel self conscious about it. You wouldn't have to because it's awesome. <laughs> But I'm trying to think, what's the, what's the, I wish I could remember, a lot of people prepare, not me, uh, but here's the thing, is, uh, the, the, the song that he sang, uh, as an encore, do you remember the song he sang as an encore? Cause he probably does the same encore. Bill Cosby, well, everyone's mentioning him. Um, <laughs> he always does the dentist bit as an encore. Well, it's and then different, he rapes it's different no, when I'm you're kidding. a singer because, too soon, what'd you too say? soon, what'd you say? Okay. The and part. then he rapes someone. It's a, Right? Not just someone like a village. Oh, right, right. <laughs> He's, he, he is raping a village. Yeah. So. I mean, you know. But the, anyway, but, we're not trying to get political. We're just talking about Barry Manilow. I feel right. like Barry, by. How could you? He could do anything. Like, that's the thing about Barry Manilow. Like, he could do anything as an encore and people would be psyched. Like, well, I, you know, he's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He's won, like, Grammys. Oscars, all, everything. All like, I was, don't know. Did he he's ever have EGOT, any music? Did he ever? Oh, did he, he's not EGOT? You know, he did not write the songs. I write the songs, but how ironic is that? Because he's <laughs> written so many songs that are so wonderful and that have meant so much to so many of us here tonight. Like, we could go around the room and we could ask each one of these three dozen people a story about Barry Manilow and everybody would have one. Do but you? let's not. Okay. But I do actually shout out. So, what is a favorite? Can anyone think of one offhand? Daybreak. 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 That's a fucking jam. That's a fucking jam. How does daybreak go? Daybreak. If you wanna believe. Oh right. Daybreak. (laughs) Copacabana was the one that. Shine, shine, (laughs) shine. All around. Who fucking has the balls? Who has the balls anymore to write a fucking make this is shine, shine, shine all around the world and then whistle. Who does that? Nobody does that. Nobody's got those balls. Nobody's got those balls. He's got Nobody. The, the best. He the, the the encore he did was Copacabana. Well, That's, you know what? You can't beat that. You can't beat that. That was a stick. That. That's the best one. It's, it's a, one of the best ones. It is. And it, so it's like, it's like, you know, and like, and I feel like, you know, and, and when Barry came out, he, um, when he did it, when I saw him at Radio City Music Hall. Yes. Um, he had the Copacabana, um, uh, jacket on. Oh, did he? It's got these 
ruffles. You can't, if you're listening at home, you can't see what I'm doing with my fingertips, but I'm, I'm creating the ruffles. illusion of ruffles. <laughs> and he had, um, these, this shirt with a lot of ruffles. And, um, I think that basically like it, it's sad now. What's happening to pop music? Right. Because there's no, there's no ruffles. I mean, well, cause he was in that, he was in that weird, th- there was that weird thing where there was. It wasn't a weird thing. It was like, it was when meaning was meaningful. It's true. People really felt shit in the seventies. Remember that song on and on? Oh my God. <laughs> it's a one hit wonder, my friends. I saw it on the Murph Griffin show. On. Yes. You keep on. Singing. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm a team singer and never with a cold. So, um. You sound beautiful. Thanks. Don't, don't beat yourself up. Like don't that. do it. Beautiful voice. I got a beautiful voice. It's, uh, great. And, uh, so, but I, but uh, there was, in the seventies, there was a lot of things happening that were mm-hmm. different. I mean, it was, you know how like, yeah, with nudity, music. Nudity, pregnancy. Nudity, pregnancy. People weren't getting pregnant in the sixties. I remember that. <laughs> but no, but like mu- musically, musically, there was like, there was, there was, uh, there was a doo hard rock and then guitar rock. Yeah. And then there was this weird, I don't know if it was a, was it a Casio? What was the invention that really made the seventies soft rock sound? Well, Casio was like, Beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, and there's there's a lot of great like it's it's because Barry Manilow was huge. It was him, and it was Neil Diamond, mm-hmm. and it was Barbara Streisand was also doing some great stuff. Barbara, back then. yep, mm-hmm. she was yeah. really nailing it, knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Right? Sure. We're losing you, but it's true. It's true. So, so you've only seen him the once. Is that true? Yeah, because most of the time it's better to keep you away from your idols, you know? Like I've learned feet that. Feet of clay, feet of clay. I'm with you. <laughs> I get it. Every time I've, um, I don't know if I mentioned, I did get to go backstage that night. No. And I saw him. What? Oh, that's right, because your friend was a friend, is a friend. My friend was a friend. And I feel like normally, like it's, the, 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 in show business, like, you shouldn't, like you, the more you do, sort of the more you meet or whatever kind of thing. It's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a butcher metaphor. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I got to go backstage and like every, everybody was there. It was like a really packed thing and like Rosie O'Donnell and Nipsey Russell. I don't know. Everybody was there. Like it was packed full of people. I want Nipsey Russell to have been there. Was he there? <laughs> no. Uh, Somebody Nipsey, playing the part every, of N- Nipsey Russell? Everywhere I go, Nipsey Russell is there. Excellent. Nipsey Russell is here, you guys. When you get a chance, go up to Fontana's upstairs. He does. He's here. He's here. But anyway, we went, we, we, we fucking, we go and we like sit there and we, and we go up close to him. And the point being is just like, he was so nice and he, he, and, and like a lot of people in show business are not nice and he was, well, no, people are very nice. What am I talking about? Like I know but everybody in show did, business. did he make an like, effort to be courteous? He was the nicest thing ever and he looked just like Barbara Walters. <laughs> and it was the coolest thing. And we got right up next to him and we took a picture. <gasps> you got a picture with him? We didn't. Didn't, didn't come out. It did, but my sister cut me out of it on Facebook. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, there's some silence. Can, feel this. Hear, feel yeah, this. you can hear this radio, radio yeah. silence really means something tonight. Yeah. But anyway, right. the point being is like, it's like nice to meet your heroes. Yeah. But it's almost better not to sometimes, but he was so nice and he was like. It's nice to meet them in passing if they're super courteous. Yeah, but yeah. like. And polite. 
But Barry Manilow is like one of those people like Richard Simmons or somebody else like where I feel like I'm going to flatulate in front of them. I think it's so <laughs> oh, excited. Right. right. You're so excited. You're, you're just so gonna, excited yeah. because mm-hmm. like for me, like Barry Manilow is like, he's like, he reminds like, you know, like turkey stuff. And he's like a, he's a part of my fabric, like, or like, um, Duke's a hazard. Like, so he's like a, a, you know, he just, I don't know. He's a seminal character in our, sem- in, our, in, our, in, our in our, in our childhood, in our, uh, yeah, in our lives. Like, you know, and, and, and he's not, larger than life. He really is. He's a tiny man, right? Uh, is he really tiny? No, he's not. He's not. He looked tiny from where? He must be six feet tall, but he does look like an elderly woman, but he is strong. Oh, is he, is he kind of wiry? He's 70 something and he just, he's, he just looks like Barbara Walters. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, yeah. cause I, he, I can't picture Barbara Walters as my biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't know I said that? that I'm alone. I know that. I, I get that. Welcome to the dork forest. Jackie doesn't know shit. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's interesting to think about it. Like of like of all that, like I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know who anybody fucking is. So I never know who Barbara. Wal- I know who Barbara, Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters yeah, is yeah. like not a, she's not a, she's just like a, she's a news person and she interviews people, right? <laughs> the look on your face is kind of precious. And, uh, it's, we could also talk about other people I don't know. Snooky. I don't know who should that fucking lady is. And, uh, well, you know what? I like Snooky. I think she's you got like a Snooky? real, I think she's got a great attitude. <laughs> she okay. does. Okay. I'm not a, I, I don't know about I don't know them Kardashian people, but I like Snooky. Okay. I like All right. Snooky. Alright. What about what Richard you, what Simmons? What are you upset about? What happened? What made Richard's, you sad? Richard Simmons, well, yeah. Richard Simmons, let us pray. Because Richard Simmons, I don't Amen. know. Amen. I don't know. Anyway. But, but the point. So being, Richard Simmons, he used to be fat. He was a he was a grape or something uh, in the in the fertile yeah. womb people. Yeah. And then uh, and then he uh, he started working out. Okay. And he was yeah. very very supportive of of people working out. Yeah. And he always has been. Correct. Yes. There you go. He, Have I, I summed it up? And me and my my sister, um, my not the one I was talking about before. My my sister, this um, another dead. sister. Well, she's dead now. But we in the eighties. I'm not trying to bring anybody down. But it's like you know whatever. Anyway, so People in the eighties, we used to do his like little workouts in our basement or whatever. Oh, hey. Anyway, short story long. Um, <laughs> I started working at the um, Ruby Foods. It's this um, um, restaurant. It was in New York City for a number of years, right. and um, we used to get all these celebrities in there. Like it was like a hot spot. Okay. And like J Lo came in with P Diddy and all that stuff. You know, all the, all the, all the shit was really happening. <laughs> anyway, the only fucking, and it had this winding staircase and Richard Simmons comes in one day. He's wearing shorts, just like in the movies. What? And he comes up, yes. And he comes up and there's this big winding staircase and he just looks at everybody and every, it's the only time I've ever seen, he, he stopped, it was a, 300 seat restaurant. Everybody's shut up and just watch <laughs> Richard Simmons walk up the stairs. Anyway, here's a story that I should never tell anybody, but I'm going to tell you right now. Edit right. this out if you can. This is it. Um, All right, I'll make a note. I, I went to. You guys um, are the only ones. I went to Los Angeles, California, and I was. We were pitching a television show. It was me and my friend um, Adam, who's in my band, who's also known as Adrock from the Beastie Boys, right? Okay. Anyway, so we go to LA and we're trying to pitch all these things. And I was like, listen, if we're going to be there, can we please? Can we go to Slimmons? Um, oh, right. And, and that's the Richard Simmons. He he teaches a class two times a week, right, at this place in Beverly Hills. And it says Slimmons on the door. Like, get it, Richard Simmons and Slim. You get Slim. Richard right. Slim, Slimmons. Slimmons. It's just right? good writing. It's good writing. It's yeah. good writing. So we yeah. go in. And, and anyway, so I go in with um, Adam. Um, 
Ad Rock, who's uh, the BC Boys, if you give a shit about that kind of thing. And anyway, and, and we're there, and there's all these, um, old ladies, not old ladies, well, old, old, old ladies, um, telling us that, like, where we can stand, you can't stand the first and second row, but don't stand in the back, because then you get whatever, so stand in the fourth row, and, and we do oh, the whole really? thing. You're and, assigned, assigned where you stand? Yeah, it's supposed okay. to be, like, really cool, and, like, you can chill, and you can do whatever you want, but you can't. Is it anyway, expensive? What's that? Was it expensive? No, it's like $15. Oh my god. It's, I would do it every day if I could, if I thought yeah. I could, but right now I think he's he's had some injury and he's like upset and he's like, okay, like locked up at home. But if you can, anyway, so we went and like they brought everybody out into the middle. And so there's this thing like where they bring everybody in a circle, you know, like it's like a ring of fire. Like it's a ring of Richard Simmons exercise fire. <laughs> and then like everybody's around the rim and then the, and then he goes out in the middle and he keeps bringing people out there like in inspirational ways. Like people used to be real fat. And they're not fat anymore or people that used to fucking feel shitty and they feel great. And then all of a sudden, and then he brings out, um, Adam, who's my friend who nobody knows, but he's this guy and he's wearing this, like we dressed all, we, we wore matching outfits. We thought it'd be cute to wear gray on gray. Yeah. Anyway, so we go out there and he pulls Adam in the middle and he's going to kill me for telling the story. And he makes Adam take off his shirt and Adam's not like a nudie person. Like I am like, I'll take my clothes off anywhere right now. If you ask me to don't, but I would anyway. So Later. we're out there. So he fucking takes off his shirt and then all of a sudden Richard starts doing these like fucking, um, like, um, the what do you call the eyes from the, the fucking movie with the Uma Thurman's and the, Pulp Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah, he's doing all that. And Adam's like, Adam's like, what are you doing to me? What are you going to do to me? What are you doing to me? And I was just smiling so much on the inside because there was Richard Simmons and there was Ad-Rock from the Beastie Boys in the middle of this ring of fire of fucking, um, sexual aerobic energy. And like, and, and they were, and nobody knew what was happening, but it felt so, anyway, that's what Barry Manilow means to me. <laughs> but that's I mean that is kind of the power of Richard Simmons too though. I mean they're kind of the same guy and they're They are, very, they are. They're very powerful in their own worlds, right? <laughs> in their own unique worlds. Richard Simmons is the Barry Manilow of oh of God. exercise time. At the very oh, oh oh and this and also and, and just at the very end Richard Simmons makes everybody lay down to do ab work, but you're not really doing ab work, you're just listening to him. <laughs> And he, like, and he, and he, um, and he, like, sits everybody down for an inspirational talk. And then he does this thing, and he was like, he's like, I just spent, um, this morning with, um, 13 morbidly obese people, and I would just like to say that complainers are drainers. And then he goes off on this whole thing, and he's with like, with rhyming couplets. He starts crying and he's crying and, it's and then and you all just laying there to do it's real wow. it's real he's it's feeling real. it he's, he's feeling it he's really feeling it and then after and then after that like you're doing your ad work which is just listen to him cry and everything he like puts on he's like oh and, and by the way i like i'm gonna and he's like and then he puts on the needle on the record and he has a record player there just for the cool down and it's um he plays this song um from his upcoming album and he's like, this song is about cats and dogs. It's called Cats and Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so hyped up from the endorphins of the exercise. And um, the joy of Richard Simmons. But so, yeah, so the last couple of months he's gone into hiding. I think we've all been very concerned. And um, somebody's tweeting or Facebooking for him. So we think he's okay, but we don't know. Okay. Okay. But you know, he... 
So if you had, I don't mean to back it yeah. up, but if you did have to back it up to like when, when Matt was talking about like his grandmother and like all her kids and stuff, like yeah. if I had to pick between like the worst day of my life being whether Richard Simmons died and Barry Manilow died, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I feel like I would like, if I had to pick like who would die first, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what I would do. Good news. <laughs> You don't, you don't get to pick. <laughs> no offense. Uh, <laughs> I love that story. You guys gotta listen to the live New York Podfest, uh, Bronger Donger thingy, uh, because, because <laughs> that was just the greatest. It's, I mean, his grandmother had nine children and some foolish child asked, who would you pick, uh, our dad or us, if you had to pick between the two of us. And the only reason she had those nine children was because she liked the guy. I mean, that's the yeah. only reason anybody has children is because you want to replicate genetically what is happening there. Also, just because it feels good and you get drunk, I guess. Oh, well, the HBI, yes. The hot beef injection, as we used to call it. I, in my 20s, I, I could swear by it. I, I could swear by the way that, that was better than happy hour. It just felt good. Oh, getting fucked? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. Getting fucked is great, but but I'm talking about having a baby. That can't be fun, right? That's. And oh, then, I'm not interested. It's already it, like I can't imagine what it, I mean. What it looks like now versus what it would look like after a baby. There. I can't You're imagine. You're like right down here. A thing <laughs> yeah. coming out. No, no it no, is. It's down by my kneecaps. I'm certain of it. It's like even with the cold. <laughs> no, I, but, no, but it's too far. Too far. Is there a line? There's no line because the thing is, is, is people. You remember? Here's here's a bit. I've been working on this bit about about people who have babies. But remember when we were little? Were you a little girl who wanted a baby? You know, like there would be little girls who are like, I want a baby doll. When can I get a baby doll? No. Me neither. I was like, I would like a bow and arrow and a ticket out of this fucking town. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there were people who were like, I want a baby. And I'm like, you're a baby. You don't want a baby. You're a four-year-old. I need a baby. Where's my baby? And I was like, you're a baby. I don't and, understand uh, that. Why don't you want a knife? And a and then you would put, you get the dolls and you would feed them and they would give you like these little cups and you feed them and then the food would come back out their mouth. Right. Or... It was all very weird. There were like realistic baby dolls. And those people, I hope they had children. I hope they did because they clearly have wanted they them. They shouldn't have. They since shouldn't. Since they wanted, since they were children, they wanted children. And then I myself never <laughs> wanted children until I met, uh, Andy Ashcraft and I was like, well, I wouldn't mind one of those, but then I don't, but then we're not going to probably have it because I'm a hundred and, no, uh, you can and, still do it. No, I'm not having, uh, we're not going through medical experiments so that I can have a fucking <laughs> litter. I'm not doing that. I don't want a baby that it's fine. Anyway, he's got cousins. Anyway, it'll be fine. But, but I, I mean, but, and, and the thing, now we'll get to sleep in, you know, we'll yeah. get to spend our money on ourselves. It'll be lovely. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. But people who did want babies when they were babies, I hope they all got to have babies because they wanted them so badly. It was so weird. It seems weird. I don't understand that. Maybe like... I need a baby dork on. Like someone who, anybody out there listening to the show, or any of you people, I'm in town for a couple of weeks, who, uh, when you were four years old and you wanted a baby, talk to me. Did you have a baby? Was it exciting? 
Did you like all kinds of different baby dolls? It wouldn't it be, but it was weird though. Anyway, I've weeded off entirely. Let's uh, let's look at my list. We've talked too long, right? No, we haven't. We're we're, we're real close. We're real close. What about the movie? <laughs> Here's my favorite because everything that you love, yeah, is so emotionally <laughs> out there. It's like it's like it's like your heart is on your sleeve, and it's a beautiful thing, well, Bridget Everett. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Jackie. What is your favorite movie? Rudy. Yes, Rudy. 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 Yeah. So anyway, I like things that involve slow claps <laughs> and a lot of tears. The slow wanna, clap jock yeah. is a guy who is on your side. It's yeah. true. That guy's on your side. I feel like, um, not that you're asking, but my favorite part of Rudy. I am asking. Is when, um, and it's been a minute since I've seen it, but, um, basically I feel like there's like two schools of thought in this world. Like people that love Rudy and people that are horrible. And <laughs> Basically. If you cannot see the joy of Rudy, if it you is can't, weird. It you, is it's weird. weird. It's weird. It's like it's like oh, I don't like cat videos. I don't like hugging my mother. I don't like <laughs> fucking buffets. I don't like things that make me feel full and great. But there's this part in Rudy, and um, I'll leave you with this. I know the show's not over, but I will, we're close. We're but close. I will say that like there's this part in Rudy, right? Like. I like things that make me cry a lot, so I feel like it's important. That's right, you like, do. I also really love the movie Dancer in the Dark. Um, What's that? You. Well, it stars Bjork and uh, Catherine Deneuve, and Catherine Deneuve um, allegedly said about Bjork that Bjork cannot act. She Bjork cannot act. She can just be because she was so in it. And anyway, watch it. Your your blood vessels will pop. Okay. But anyway, um, back to Rudy. Yes, please. There's this scene, right? <laughs> There's too many scenes. Like you can just go to Rudy Clips on um, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. I and, am going to Rudy Clips. That sounds awesome. <laughs> anyway, there's a scene, right? And the coach is a new coach. It's Rudy's senior year. He's worked so hard to get this. So I don't want to get All into right. it. But the the team captain goes into Coach Devine's office, right? All right. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the jersey. Shut up. Let me tell. <laughs> so the, the, one, the, the player knocks on the door. <laughs> captain. Captain of the team, right? Yeah. And he says, and he says um, hey, Coach. He says, hey, player <laughs> he says <laughs> he says I'd like Rudy to, to dress in my place coach he says well god damn it you're an all American and the Ooh. team captain why don't you act like it Ooh. and he says I believe I am and he takes his jersey and he puts it on his desk boom boom <laughs> and just when you think that you can't handle that in comes that big motherfucker with the blue eyes. It's the same goddamn thing. And then some other extra that's not a good actor does the same goddamn thing. And everybody keeps doing it. 
Right. You tell me if you can't fucking cry at that, you can't cry at America because that is the best shit. And then also, there's also the part, like, there's also the part, there's also the part, like, mm-hmm. don't even get mm-hmm. me started. There's also the part in the tunnel, like, they're in, like, they're, they're, the, right. it's like, the not the audience, they're in the, what do you call it, the, the stadium. stadium. Yeah. Yeah, and Charles Denton, aka The Rock, is fucking, <laughs> there is fucking Rudy, Sean Aston, who should have at least been nominated for a Golden Globe, if not an Oscar, for this work in this film. He's standing there because, like, you cannot pull that shit off unless you're, like, that believe. Like, who? Anyway. Remember when he was Samwise? Anyway, go. <laughs> he's standing there, and then Charles Dutton, The Rock, comes up, and, like, and Rudy's quit the team because, you know, he's whatever. And then Charles Dutton, The Rock, comes up, and he says, he's like, you're five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. But you got a spot on the greatest goddamn team. And then, like, tell me you don't cry. I do cry. I always cry. That's a good yeah. fucking movie, right? It's a good fucking movie. And then if you a lot want of people to oh, know last this. One, last oh, yeah. part. Last yeah, yeah. part. Oh, last please. part. Please. Last part. I don't want to ruin the movie for anybody who hasn't seen it. <laughs> but there's this part Rose in the Bun movie. Is a it's at the end, right? And then they're getting, and like, and everybody's made up, and everybody's like, oh, whatever. And then Rudy, they're letting him finally, they're like, they put their jerseys on the fucking table, right? Right. And he finally gets the suit up. And they're there in the tunnel before they go out. Right, right. And they just fucking, the team captain grabs him by the fucking mask. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you ready for this, Rudy? And he's like, I've been ready for this moment my whole life. He's like, then you lead us out there. Right. And then they fucking start clapping. It's great. And Rudy goes out. Come on. Come on. It's great. Anyone think about that guy five years later? Nobody ever does. Anyway, oh, but. Jesus. I don't mean to. But the Jesus. weird thing. The weird thing, somebody, you ever see the, you ever see the musical 1776? I don't ever want to because I just want you to say sorry about what you just said about Rudy. <laughs> I am sorry about what I said about Rudy. Now, here's what happened. John Hancock. Yeah. Takes his doublet. And he takes it up to the Declaration of Independence. His what like? His doublet. <laughs> and he lays it. That, what's on, that mean? On the doublet. He lays it on the Declaration. What's a doublet? <laughs> it's, his, it's his jersey. <laughs> and he lays it on the Declaration of Independence. Are you making this up? Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and he lays it on this Declaration of Independence. And then he signs his name on it. He's like, I hope they can fucking read this in England. And then up comes John, John Adams with his doublet. And he lays it on top of the Declaration of Independence, and he signs it. And then, one after another, they all come, and then finally, the little guy comes. No, there's no little guy in the Declaration of Independence. Everybody's just another white guy. Anyway, um, no, the movie Rudy is an excellent movie. And the thing is, is you don't even have to be a sports fan to love the movie Rudy. Because you can see the movie Rudy, you can see the movie Hoosiers. Same director, same writer. Oh, really? Yes. How about two... Oh... Yes, David Anspaugh directed both of them. I met him in Bloomington, Indiana, uh, just this past fall. <laughs> how about uh, how about that Bloomington, Indiana movie? Have you seen that one? Breaking Away, not Breaking Bad. Are the bicycle wh- movie Breaking Bad, where Is they that- bike for meth. And then no. you see their penis, right? You see they, the- they show penis in that one. They show a penis in Room with a View. I don't remember a penis. It was uh, it was Dennis Quaid. <laughs> In um in oh, Breaking De- Away. I love Dennis Quaid in that Julianne Moore movie. <laughs> yeah, I Very loved good. Him. Let's wait off. I liked him in The Big Easy where he does a horrible, horrible Creole accent uh, and yet is very handsome. And Ellen Barkin, the, the original... Ellen Barkin's a cunt. Ellen Barkin, the original Squinty McClintock. 
No, I, pause the programming and, and please do not edit this out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ellen Barkin. I was at a party. You were at a party with Ellen Barkin? McDuck pile of money she that might she as well been sitting on a big pile of I'm a fucking cunt because she was. And what happened was, is I was there with my friends and my friend introduced <laughs> me to her and she, 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 she dipped her fingers into <gasps> my hand like, uh, they said, oh, they're like, oh, it's my friend Bridget. Yeah. And, um, and she says, hello. And I know listeners at home, you can't see, but imagine somebody taking just three fingers, what dipping them in. Yeah. Turning your head away and saying, I have a lot of very expensive jewelry and I don't care who you are, you bitch. That is what Ellen Barkin did to me. And as far as I'm concerned. Out loud. No, no, she didn't say that. She dipped her fingers into my hand because she was married to some like Ron Perlman or something like Revlon (laughs) or whatever. But my point, you can edit around this, but my point being is I did meet uh, Ellen Barkin and and she was was an ice cold cunt and like apparently that, I I know the word cunt is like not as trendy as it used to be, but if you have, like there are times and there are instances when you have to really apply it. And here's one of these cases because I was at a party, we had a lot of mutual friends. Call her like, a stadium pal. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's that thing that you wear at the stadium so you can piss yourself and nobody cares. It's like it's like even worse. It's like even worse than a cunt. So who's a stadium who's, pal? Who's Who's been keeping Stadium Pal a secret all this time? That's I, a great I, I word. heard about it from David Sedaris. He was talking about the Stadium Pal. All right. Well, she's right. a Stadium Pal. Well, that's what she and is. Also, she just really. Um, I just feel like hurt I thought your feelings. She hurt my feelings, and I just feel like I don't normally necessarily care about like any you know like grudges or whatever. Right. But if we were to have a grudge match, I would do it. Um, with Richard Simmons in my corner, and I would... Is there a battle? You're saying like, there could be a battle royale between you and Ellen Barkin, who is approximately 73 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, should fight, you should fight the young Squinty McClintock who got her eyes fixed. Who's who the her, young Squinty McClintock? Who just got her eyes fixed? Renee Zellweger. I, she, I think she seems very nice. <laughs> Uh, I always thought that she seemed horrible when she was Squinty McClintock. I'm sure she's uh, perfectly nice now. Because she got her eyes fixed. And people are giving her shit because she got her eyes fixed. But all anyone, it's like the the woman from Dirty Dancing who got her nose adjusted. And everybody gave her some shit for it. And you're like, well, why wouldn't everyone get everything fixed? Because everybody keeps pointing at it. That's true. And uh, and then then you get it fixed. That's what happened to Richard Simmons. Right. What did he get fixed? His hair. Oh, he had big, he, he had, he had a, um, poofy, um, dandelion hair. He did, but he doesn't anymore, so now he has that spray tan on the hair. And it looks Uh-oh. like a bowling ball up close. Not right. He should, he should, if you just gotta, if you're own listening, Richard, I'm bullshit, not you guys. mad at it, but like, it looks like, it's like he's got a, he got his, he's got his, his he, he got his scalp stained. You can get your scalp. He did. That's a lot. Let's not end on that. Let's not end on that. Let's end on something cheerful, you guys. I don't know. How about Chardonnay? How about Martin Short? Uh, Wait, that's right. Chardonnay. Uh, Chardonnay.
Is there a good Chardonnay that you would recommend people? Yeah, um, I think anybody that cares about anything in this world um, would agree <laughs> with me that the best way to spend a night in is um, sitting at home, listening to Dork Forest. And if you can't, get yourself a Forever Lazy and it's an adult onesie. I have two. <laughs> they have um, a trap door in the back. Um, oh. And I... Sometimes it's quicker to zip it down the front and take the whole thing down, but it's more fun to work out the back flap and sit down and go pee pee. Mm-hmm. And if I could do that every night, listening to Dork Forest, I would. And what I would also do is I would open myself up a bottle of Rombauer Chardonnay. Um, they don't call me back on Twitter. They're, they follow 2,500 people. They <laughs> do not follow me. I'm verified. At they Bridget, don't follow me. At Bridget Everett, who but, is verified. But me How do you my, spell Rombauer? Well, you spell it um, C-U-N-T. S T A D I U M. Me and um, and um, uh, some people are familiar with her work. Amy Schumer and my friend Amy Schumer and I. We go on. Um, we we do things together. Right. And uh, what we like to do is when we do them together, we like to drink Rombauer Chardonnay. It's um, thirty four to forty dollars a bottle, so it's not like. It's not ridiculously expensive, but it's not too bucks. But it's shot. also kind of a special occasion. And yeah, like, yeah. I feel like the, as many special occasions as I've had, that if they're going to follow 2,500 people, they could follow 2,501. <laughs> um, it's really oaky, really buttery, really creamy, really toasty. If you're really into like a really creamy, oaky, buttery, toasty night in with an adult onesie and a trap door, like I would sit at home and I would put on Barry Manilow, I would put on my adult onesie, and I would drink raw bower chardonnay and do it just until you had to go pee pee it's a nice chardonnay you guys so if you enjoy a white wine (laughs) i take it that's a white wine (laughs) it's a white wine thank you thank you very much uh again more information i don't know uh so feel free to tune in regularly to the dork forest where you can find out other things i don't know there are buildings full of it uh so uh thank you so much for supporting a live dork forest uh you've chosen wisely take care of each other out there good night bye thank you jackie thanks bridget everett my hat my hat my hat they're dancing around my hat my hat my hat my hat well what do you think of that if it looks like a mexican hat dance and it sounds like a mexican hat dance it's most likely a mexican hat dance so take off your hat and let's dance yay oh my god we why don't we just call that as the end of the show